getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. Well, this is one of these uh, stories I'm, I'm genuinely curious to see how it, it works out, and I'm definitely rooting for a happy ending because uh, Zach Parise, who the Avalanche have signed, has just been one of those just really rock-solid, highly, highly respected NHL players for well over a decade. And he's never had a Stanley Cup, never won a cup. Mm. And he thought that maybe his career was over after last year. So much so that he didn't go through the same kind of off-season grind to prepare for another season. He was he was ready to kind of call it good. But then he noticed that, you know, when skating with and just kind of hanging around with, with some of his friends who are hockey players... That they, when they left to go back to training camp, he kind of felt that that pang, you know. That I'm not talking about a Darren pang. He felt that pang, you know, kind of like, oh man, I'm like a hunger pang. I kind of miss this, you know. I kind of this. I'm not. I don't know if I'm ready to give this up. So at that point, he began letting it be known to teams. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in shape. I'm gonna get myself ready, mm-hmm. and you know, pretty much by the middle of the season, I I think I'm gonna be ready to to jump on with a team and let's make a run at this if you're interested. And some teams stayed in touch with him, including the Avs. And then ultimately, it came time to make a decision, and he chose the Avs. This being my last go at it, um, I wanted to. Nothing's guaranteed, but I want to put myself in a spot where you have a. A good chance, and you know that's all you ask for, and um, so that was to me that was the biggest draw. This is, by the way, how he uh, kept himself in shape while everybody else was playing NHL hockey. I played in a couple uh, men's league noon games, and uh, I skated with a couple high school teams back home just to at least get on the ice with some other people. So um, they were nice enough to let me join them. Now this was not a case of like some pickup ball at the gym, and some guy walks in, and you're like, mm. you know. All of a sudden, he starts dominating. You're like, who the hell is this right. guy, right? No, I mean, everyone knew who he was, and the high school team he worked with was his old high school, so everybody knew who he was. But still, that's kind of, you know, you show up for some beer league, you get the keg on the bench, and here's Zach Parise out there just making you all look reminds silly. Me, it reminds me of my high school wrestling days. All right, I'll bite. Oh. Well, we had a, you know, we had a big high school. And wrestling was a huge sport in Alaska when I was growing up. <clears throat> and so we'd have 150 kids out for wrestling practice, like 150 kids on the team. And we used to get these, like, old college wrestlers, you know, that, that were, like, that lived in Alaska at the time. And so wrestling practice would start. And there's a bunch of 30-year-old men in the in the wrestling room, right? Singlets. You're like, what the? What, who's, <laughs> whoa, whoa! What the, who's, almost who's, dropped it was like, <laughs> was like you on the beach. You're like, what the heck is this? What, like, <laughs> and these dudes were like, they just missed out on winning a national championship. They were pissed off, and they used to beat the living piss out of us in in wrestling. Like, there's no way that any of this stuff could go on today. But you're telling me Zach Parisi <clears throat> went and yeah skated with his high school. By the way, I understand that at your high school, it didn't just apply to uh, 30-year-olds. Apparently, Poolside decided one time to uh, oh my God. scrap on the mat. 
Yeah, yeah. Want to tell yeah. that story? I love yeah. that story. So we haven't told this, this story is, in a while. Is, Gather around, everybody. It's time Johnny, for you're gonna love, you're gonna story love this. time with Stink. This, you're gonna love this. This is the gene pool I come from, Johnny. That's why it'll explain a lot. When you hear this, it'll explain a lot. So we have this open day at practice on Saturdays, and your parents can come and kind of watch what we do and all this kind of stuff. Invite your parents to wrestling practice on Saturday. So my dad is like, uh, like. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come check it out. So I think I'm a I'm a freshman. I, I don't drive yet. So my dad comes and he's kind of watching and we've got this heavyweight named Roy Willis. He's six foot five and about three forty. And at that time there was no limit on on how heavy you could be. Now there's a weight class. It's like he can't be over two eighty five. So my dad is kind of sizing him up. We're talking, he goes, I'm gonna go challenge him to wrestle off. <laughs> And I'm like, Dad, you've you've never wrestled before. Go, no, no, I got this. I go, but Dad, you've never wrestled. And he's like, No, 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 I got it. <clears throat> the heavyweight, the heavyweight, Roy. So he walks up. And he's like, just taps on the shoulder and go, like, I want to throw down. Let's, let's. <laughs> and I'm I'm watching this whole thing go down. And Roy is just like, he's looking at me like, what what like what am I supposed to do? And I go, I'm Uh-oh. just throwing my shoulders like whatever. Dude, he picked him up and threw him on the mat and pinned him within like. Eight seconds, and my dad got up, and he came back over to me, and he's, he goes, I got to go to the hospital. <laughs> he's like, I broke my ribs. <laughs> so he left. I had to call my mom to come pick me up. My dad went, and yeah, he had broken ribs. He was on. No, no, I think you legitimately broke the hospital ribs, but okay. No, I don't know. I think that. But anyway. I, I but think he, it was fake broken ribs. Uh-huh. He went afterwards. He was doing all that combine training stuff that same day and then he checked himself into urgent care afterwards it was a latent latent rib injury yeah your dad your dad your dad came home oh dude he was i got back from wrestling practice he was already in bed ice on his he couldn't breathe <laughs> like i was like you're an idiot yeah who's like i've never hey i've never wrestled before but let me take on this 340-pound, yeah. six-foot-five guy. I could take him. I could take him. There's no problem. I, I, I think that explains a lot. The yeah. the apple definitely has not fallen far from the uh, Schlereth tree, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, so Zach Parisi uh, going to going to try to fit in, see what uh, see what he can do, see what his role is. These guys have a lot of good players, a lot of great players, and I guess for whatever role, whatever position they ask me to play, you go out and do it. And, um, and, and I'm looking forward to that. I did a lot of that the last couple of years in New York, played all over the lineup and in all different situations, and it was a lot of fun. So um, we'll see what comes of it. But, uh, again, it's whatever, whatever, they, whatever they ask. Yeah, I mean, this guy is not some schmo who's just trying to, to hang on. At age 38 last year, for the Islanders, he played in all 82 games and scored 21 goals. Yeah. So if if you look right now at the Avs, now we're not obviously all the way through the season, but if you're talking about anybody who's got a chance at, at 21 goals, McKinnon's got 31, Rantanen's got 27, Val's got 22. Honestly, uh, I don't see another guy that I would feel confident saying is going to get to 21 this year. Uh, Logan O'Connor's got 13. I, I, I mean, maybe, but um, that that's still a little ways to go for him. For a guy who's not a proven goal scorer, even Caleb McCarr's only got 12 right now. So you're you're talking about a guy who, if he's able to catch up here over the next uh, 
you know, 10, 20 games could make a significant, impact, significant player, right? impact for this team. You know what we're getting close to, by the way? What are we getting close to? Bracket season. Bracket. I love bracket season. Bracket I was just thinking because I took a look at Zach Parise. 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 Zach Parise. And uh, he's handsome. <laughs> so then I was thinking about having a handsome off. Oh, geez. A handsome bracket? Yeah, just a handsome off. Like a Denver sports handsome off. And we put different guys in the all the brackets mm-hmm. from each team. Oh, I like this. And then we roll through who is the most handsome athlete in Denver sports. So, like, how many teams, or in this case, like, players do you think make up, get into our bracket? Well, like, um, 32, 64? Yeah, probably, like, 16? Like, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe four or five guys from each, maybe... Eight guy, nah, eight guys from a team might be a little bit steep. Now, if you're making an all Timmy team, you could easily do eight guys from each team. But <laughs> really, but oh, to tell, <laughs> Timmy. But, nah. but I think like Timmy. maybe four Timmy. Avs, like a Sweet Sixteen, four Avs, four Rockies. Not that anybody's ever seen the four Rockies, but we have like four Rockies, four Broncos, and four Nuggets. Okay. Is Gabe Landeskog available? Yes. Yeah, I think eligible. he would be your one seed. He's going to be a one seed. Gabe's going to be a one seed. So if we have if we have like 64 team, 64 player Hansomov, Yeah. who right now really quickly would you say would be your four number one seeds? Gabe would be a, uh, would be a number one seed. Gabe would be a number one seed. Who else? Um, but Doyle. Is Doyle handsome? Doyle for the Rockies? Oh, I'd have to look at him. He's, yeah, rules. He's, oh, rules. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nugs. Nugs. Oof. Nikola Jokic is not going to be no, a number one Jokic. Nikola Jokic is great in so many areas, yeah. but he's not going to be a number one seed. No, he is not going to be on the all-handsome-off team. Let's ask Rogue. Rogue? Who's a good-looking Nug? What, Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon's handsome, right? Aaron Gordon? Jamal? Sorry, what was the last thing you said? <laughs> we need to know. We need to know a nugget. Like, who's that could the be, most handsome like, nugget? Well, like the most handsome nugget. I personally don't think this. However, Michael Porter Jr. is very popular with the girlies. Okay. Okay, I can see okay. that. I, I can, can see, see that. that too. I can yep. see that. I yep. can see that. The Broncos. I don't see, know. There's so many as, guys. I don't know if he's going to be as popular with the ladies. Um, moving forward, but uh, no, we, we shall see. He's fine. Uh, how that plays. What about the Broncos? Oh, coaches. Bednar, Betsy. Oh, oh my goodness. gosh! Are you sure we can only have four Fs? <laughs> no, we can have more. We can do an eight-man bracket. We can do eight for each team. I, I, yeah, thirty-two total. Thirty-two total. I don't know. You're coming up. I don't know. We're gonna. What are we? Charlie Blackman gonna get a get a bid? Shaven Charlie versus bearded Charlie. <laughs> so anyway, we'll okay. We'll we'll. I just we'll toss that around. Okay, I'm just it's in, I'm it's, just it's, saying. it's in it. It's, it's, it's in, in its infant stages right now. Infant stages. We'll uh, we'll go we to. We got to do an all handsome and an all ugly bracket. I'm not going to do an all ugly bracket. Why not? Because that's not going to end well. It's not the ugliest dude in Denver sports. Not going to end well. <laughs> I awesome. don't want to do that. And then we could award him a <laughs> a, a trophy. Like we could have a presentation. 
Congratulations. You're the ugliest dude in Denver sports. No, w. No, I'm w. not going to do that. Okay. I'm not going to do that. We can do that between ourselves if you uh, want, but right, uh, okay. we're not going to do it publicly. Up next, should the Broncos strongly consider this rookie quarterback based on his coach's recommendation? That's next. The power's out at our house. Ah, coffee table. But since our family has storm-ready Wi-Fi from Xfinity, we can stream or game in the dark. As I try and fill around for a seat. Ah, here we go. Oh, who moved the couch? Get storm-ready Wi-Fi only from Xfinity, so you can stay connected for up to four hours, even when the power goes out. Restrictions apply. Limited to customers within range of 4G LTE cellular signal. Speeds reduced to 30-7 megabits per second. Actual speeds vary. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash stormready. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. What's uh, trending coming up here in about 15 minutes? <laughs> Greg Olson involved in a uh, new ad that's very funny. It is. That's a good. That's a good one. And why you should follow on Twitter or Zeet or X, uh, the Lakewood Police Department. What is Zeet? Zeet. That's actually if you send out a tweet on X, it's a Zeet. Oh, I just still call it Twitter. I do too. I just it's it's easier. Yeah, it's like okay. you know, it's like uh, you know, it's it's like calling Empower Field Empower Field. Who does that? Right. Nobody does that. It's mile high. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you could you mm-hmm. could you could put whatever name you want to put on it. It's still mile high. Sure. Put whatever name you want to put on it. It's still Twitter. Anyway, yeah. why you need to follow the Lakewood Police Department? I'll I'll tell you all about that and what's trending uh, coming up in about fifteen minutes. But here's uh here's an interesting little bit of sound. Jim Harbaugh, new coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, of course, just came from Michigan, where they won a national championship. So is this a case of, hey, listen to the man, he knows what he's talking about, and maybe it should change some opinions, or is he simply just stumping for his guy? On with Colin Coward, here's why he believed J.J. Uh, McCarthy should go high in the draft. Arm talent, athleticism, it factor, uh, winning with numbing repetition. Uh, don't be surprised when he, if, when... He goes to, uh, he's the number one quarterback off the board. That's that's my prediction right now. For you answer, mm-hmm. more from Harbaugh on J.J. McCarthy. When people get a load of, of uh, J.J. and what he, you know, how he can throw the ball, how he spins it, his athleticism, uh, his intelligence, uh, you know, talk about it factor, you know, he's got it, the competitiveness that he has, and uh and they get around him, and they really start digging in, and they start talking to him. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's an early prediction for the 2024 NFL draft. Okay, Mark, you hear all that. Does that make you say, hmm, when it comes to J.J. McCarthy, or do you just dismiss it as his coach looking out for him? I Listen, I would say that I've been around – not Jim Aton, but I've been around him enough to to think to myself that obviously Jim's going to pump his own guys, but Jim really understands and and knows the quarterback position, and he's done unbelievable things. Whether it's you know Alex Smith was basically kicked to the curb in San Francisco. He came in and he told me point blank. I did an event with him. He said. 
I've watched all the film. I love him. He is going to be awesome. He just needs somebody that believes in him and understands his skill set. And, you know, at the time I was like, oh, come on, dude, really? And then he comes in there and, and Alex Smith becomes a really good player under Jim Harbaugh. And so I would say that if Jim Harbaugh says it, I would certainly, it would intrigue me to certainly look into it and dig deeper into the film and dig, and dig deeper into the guy. So, yeah, I would be intrigued by that. Now, some people say, well, it's just subterfuge, you know, and he's he's trying to get somebody to jump up and take him so, you know, other guys get pushed down and he gets a draft pick that he wants. But I don't know. That's, that's where I am with that stuff. So what do you make of the numbers then with, with J.J. McCarthy? Because they won a game against Penn State where he went 7 of 8 for 60 yards mm-hmm. in an entire game. Sure. Didn't throw the ball the entire second half. Right. In the championship game against Washington, 10 of 18 for 140 yards. Over his last seven games of the season, he threw four touchdown passes. Three of them came in one game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it was, it was the Alabama game. It was a big game, and he came through. But you're, you're not talking about a guy whose stats really jump off the page. Right, right. I think I think part of that would be the whole kind of notion of he's a system quarterback and he's operating the system, and to me that's a good thing. And it does show you that this guy is in a situation to say, hey, man, in these games, this is our best opportunity to win. What is it? Possess the ball, keep the other offense off the football field. You convert when we have to convert. Like, we're not... We're not relying, we're not loading this whole thing on your shoulders. And again, Jim Harbaugh, in the way he calls an offense, it's far more, in the college game, it's far more professional football. This would be the other big factor for J.J. McCarthy. He comes from a system that uses a fullback, that runs the football, that uses multiple tight ends. That He, he comes from an, uh, an NFL-style drop-back play-action game that transitions well to the National Football League. A lot of these quarterbacks, Mike, don't. And that's one of the things you have to really, that's one of the things to me that you have to truly look at is what is your potential of transitioning to a more NFL style? Because let's face it, college football's infiltrated the National Football League, no question. But you still have to win and to win in the playoffs, you still have to operate traditionally to some degree. And he's here's a guy that's done it his whole college career. Well, to put himself out there and strongly endorse him like he did to say that this is a guy that should go first ahead of mm-hmm. Caleb Williams, ahead of Drake May, ahead of Jaden Daniels, it's big stuff. So it uh, bears watching and be curious to see how J.J. McCarthy comes through the entire scouting process between now and the draft. Hey, time to hit the hardwood. Brought to you by Papa Murphy's as the Nuggets took care of uh, a nice little respite in their schedule as they got a couple of games with Chauncey Billups Blazers and a nice little two-game homestand. Two wins. Chance to uh, give their their starters a little bit of a break as... Peyton Watson played 30 minutes. Christian Brown played 28. And uh, we were talking earlier, Mark, about the idea of what do the Nuggets, if anything, do trade-wise 
with the trade deadline coming up on Thursday, the thing that makes it difficult, and it, it's it's fun to speculate, it's fun to debate, but really what it comes down to is you got to deal with the numbers in the NBA and the fact that when it comes to uh, making trades, you can't just say, hey, I'll trade uh, Peyton Watson making a million bucks a year to Utah for Jordan Clarkson making $20 million a year. you got to make the... The salaries numbers. match up, or is they got to come within a certain uh, ballpark, if you will, right. to, to match up. They don't have to be a one-for-one matchup, but it's got to come close. The, the, the thing about it is if the Nuggets are going to make a significant trade for a guy who's making money, they would have to trade one of their starters. And, so, one, and the one starter that's tradable, let's face it, Michael Porter Jr. So, yeah, that's, that's where the debate comes down to. If you believe that the Nuggets need to go out and make a move, are you willing to trade one of your starters? Are you willing to trade Michael Porter Jr. to do it? I guess the idea would be, do you trade Michael Porter Jr.? Have you seen enough from Peyton Watson, let's say, to put him in the starting lineup and then go out and make that significant addition for your bench? Would you do that? They're not going to do that. This is the team. This the Barring a minor... Addition, yeah, a minor addition. I mean, they couldn't make the numbers for for Brucey work out, right? When there's speculation right. about Bruce, right? <laughs> so it's it's fun to talk about. I wish the NBA. I get why they do it, but having to match up the salaries the way that they do, it kind of takes some of the fun out of trade deadline talk right. and the speculation. Because you are dealing with the raw numbers. But, uh, yeah, basically what it comes down to is if you're going to trade, make a trade, a significant trade, bringing back somebody that's making money, uh, you'd have to trade one of your starters. And they're not going to do that in all likelihood. That is uh, Papa Murphy's, home of Take and Bake Tuesdays and $5 Fridays. Hey, maybe when we uh, talk about these quarterbacks that the Broncos should draft, we should talk about one Dan Orlovsky. In the mix. Tell you why next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Have the Nuggets done it again? Have they found another diamond in the rough in the later parts of the draft? We know they did it with Nikola Jokic. I'm not going to put this kind of pressure on the kid. But have they found themselves a gem in Peyton Watson who continues to play at a high level? (laughs) While most veterans are like, let's get to the all-star break. I need a break. He doesn't want to stop playing. The break will be nice, and I'll enjoy it when it happens. But until the last second of the last game before break, I'm focused on basketball. And that's just how I feel. I can't take my foot off the gas because that's just not how who I am as a person. So I'll be looking forward to the break when it comes, but until then, we got another game. Michael Malone loves this guy. Yeah, what's not the love? Plays with energy, rebounds, defends, length. And he's developing as a, a shooter. Did a pull-up on the break. Heat check, stop and pop three. Malone said it was one of those, no, no, hey, great shot. Yeah, moments. knew it all the way. He just talks about his ability to move without the ball, his ability to affect the game. 
without the ball in his hand. That like that is that is so prototypical Michael Malone and what I want out of my guys. So like when you get praise from the coach like that, you're doing things right. And you've carved out a nice niche for yourself. Not a niche. 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 I got into that the other day in the office. Did back somebody there. throw Another a niche? niche? Niche debate. Who niched you? Ah, Richie's a niche guy. Richie's a niche guy? Yeah, so's Fever. A niche? What, what happened? It's to niche. Us? What happened? It's not to niche. Us? Niche just sounds. Ugh, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. Niche. 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 Not niche. No. Niche. Niche. Niches, yeah. The uh, Lakewood Police Department, mm-hmm. me being a proud resident of Lakewood. Yes. Uh, very, very proud of our uh, men and women in blue in Lakewood. But anyway, they, they have uh, their their own Twitter handle, and they have, uh, they have one of the more creative Twitter departments or Twitter... Handles that you'll you'll follow mm-hmm. in this business. So okay. they sent this one out the other day. Bet outside yet? This is the type of snow that makes your all-season tires feel like no-season tires real quick. Pro tip: take it S L O W out on the roads, like Kucherov during an NHL All-Star <laughs> Skills Competition. <laughs> At home, be sure to lift this heavy snow with your legs, not your back. And when you're done, you can rest up and watch. McKinnon, McCarr, Georgie represent the Avalanche. Hashtag go as go. <laughs> How about that? That's, that's pretty good. Take it slow on the roads like Kucherov. Yeah. It's good. I will say this. Good job, Lakewood. I will say this. I was watching the news. I'm not going to say what news station I was watching. But they talked about the snow and shoveling. And I, like, we have become such a litigious society they are so worried about like hey you got a shovel this snow is heavy make sure if you're not in shape you know you get the neighbor kid to shovel your like I'm like we take zero responsibility for our own like you're so afraid of somebody saying well no that's just a public that's just a if you're not in shape to do this don't do it we don't want you dropping dead of a heart attack while you're shoveling snow that's not that's for that's your responsibility not not the news station's responsibility well no it's just a friendly tip it's it's a reminder it's a friendly tip i i hated every second of it why because if you need to if you need to go out there and say that well, it's up to you to ultimately make your right. decision, but it might be a a, a, a a reminder that might be good to hear, and you might want to think for a moment before you go out there, or if you start shoveling this snow right. and it's really right. heavy, maybe you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be out here. Maybe I hey should guys, find the kid down the street. Hey, too. guys, I'm going to go lift, and what I'm going to do to myself is going to be absolute torture. Oh, but make sure if you're soft and soft-minded and you're a wimp, don't do what I... Like, give me a break. If you want to go lift, go lift. That's your deal. I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to warn you. Hey, lifting could be hard. I loved it. I was out there for two hours yesterday. I, I, shoveling. I did a lot of shoveling yesterday. Felt great when it was done. I was like, that's a workout. Felt great. I don't know about a workout. I mean, it's, it's a workout. Uh, two hours of shoveling snow. That snow. That was. That was legit. That's a good workout. Yeah, was, Don't worry, Mark. I'm not going to walk up no, to you at no, your no, no, your no. bench. Did you get? I, I understand you got uh, oh, proposition yeah. the other day. Yeah, somebody wanted to see. Somebody wanted to 
take a peek at the freak. <laughs> so what happened? You were at the gym? Yeah. Somebody said, can you really do it? They walked up to you? Yeah. I was like, you want to stand around and get a taste? They scared. They, they, they scampered off. They scampered off. Dude, they probably were sitting in the corner with you, a video rolling. You got to understand now. You've, you've put yourself out there. You're like a... You're like a you're like a, a classic gunfighter, man. In the old west, yeah. you're like Smoke Jensen. That's man. right. You know, you got every tin horn that's going to be looking that's right. to make a name for themselves by taking down Smoke Jensen. That's right. Tin horns going to be challenging, challenging you. So Mark, you know, of course, has said that just like they do at the combine, the offensive lineman, they do the bench press, two hundred and twenty-five pounds, and the the mark is you try to get to twenty-five reps, and mm-hmm. Mark has said twenty-five, please. Please, I can do 30. So now you're going to have every mm-hmm. Johnny Bravo weightlifter up there going, let me see you do it, man. I bet you I can do more than you. You're well, a, you can't. You're a, you're a hunted man now. You can't. You are a marked don't man. Be, don't be coming at me with your tin horn stuff. Hey, so as the uh, Broncos scout all these quarterbacks sure. for the draft this year, should they take a look at ESPN's Dan Orlovsky? No. Wait a minute. Hold on. So Orlovsky decided to uh, take part in the same Pro Bowl precision passing competition mm-hmm. that all the quarterbacks took place in. His score of 27 beat all the other quarterbacks who took part in this. C.J. Stroud at 26, Baker Mayfield at 24, Gardner Minshew 21, Geno Smith 20, Jalen Hurts 17, Tua Tungaviola 16, Dan Orlovsky 27. I thought Tua was the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Well. Guess not. There's a difference between, well, I mean, good for good for Dan O. There's a difference between doing it, you know. He was firing darts from like 40, 50 yards away. It's good. Again, it, there's a difference between doing it in the game and doing it, you know, in underpants. In underpants, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know. What I'm hey, uh, finish off with uh, this is this is funny. This is funny. Greg Olson is uh, well, as you know, was the number one uh, analyst for Fox Sports. Yes, yeah. He was the lead analyst, but Tom Brady's set to come along next year and start a ten-year, three hundred and seventy-five million. Mark is just like shaking his head. <laughs> 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 Steps right in. 10 years, $375 million to call games as the top analyst for uh, Fox. So I love Tom Brady. Uh, Greg Olson is doing a commercial for Fireball for the Super Bowl. And, well, listen. Here's what we're going to do. This playoff season, when you get effed by the refs, you're going to throw your Fireball Whiskey Challenge flag. Then you're going to take a shot of the sweet cinnamon delight with your game day buddies. Holding call, Fireball. Questionable pass interference call, Fireball. Potentially losing your job that... You've been pretty good at fireball. <laughs> Boy, he's making Dude's the rounds. Got, he's making the rounds. He's, he's making not. The rounds. He's not being shy about the fact that he thinks uh, this is a raw deal. But uh, good for man. I good for him. Good for him. Yeah, but come on now. If the ink is dry on that ten-year, three hundred seventy-five million-dollar contract, there's uh, really not a lot Fox can do. Fireball. No, but you know what they can do. What, what he, I mean, he can buy for another network. Where's he going to go? Who's he going to supplant as the number one guy? Amazon Prime. 
Thursday nights. Ooh, changed the entire booth. Al Michaels, you retire, Al. Uh, it's time for Michaels to step aside. That, that I have no problem. I like Herb Street. Oh, I like Herbie, I too. I like Herbie. I like Herbie. Whole thing with traveling around with his dog got a little old, but uh, I like Herb Street. Well, sure. But I do like Olsen better. I like Herbie, too. But, you know, Herbie's considered more of a college football guy. Right, never right. played in the NFL. Right. I mean, I could see them revamping that entire okay. booth. Okay. All right. And Olsen seeing, you know, saying, see you later. Okay. I'm good with that. Tell you what, Tony Romo better have a, better bring his A game. I hope Romo puts a little bit more prep and time into this game coming up on Sunday than he typically does. Cause no, there's a lot of I'm golf getting, to be played. I'm getting a little Vegas. tired of the Tony Romo act. <laughs> <laughs> I love your Romo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That is uh, what is uh, trending. Bring that to you each and every morning at uh, 7.30 and 9.30. We'll open up the uh, Ramoslot.com text line to you. Give you a chance to uh, react to everything we just covered next. Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. Thank you, Mark. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. You got See, it, with buddy. you, I never know if you're going to... Right. Set me up with a zinger or you're actually you're right. being serious. And that was no, actually being, a serious, yeah, was, heartfelt uh, idea that you just shared with me. I like that. Yeah. I've actually I've actually enjoyed should we do we I mean, I don't, don't want to show for this company, but I shouldn't. Let me just give you the, the background. Okay. My niece got me this. It's really cool. And it she got it for me for Christmas. And every week you get this question sent to you and you respond and you write it. And at the end of 52 weeks, this company puts it in a book, like creates your own book of, so they, they may ask you a question like, hey man, if you could sit down and have dinner with any person alive or or dead, who would that person be and why? And so then you write out, and you know a lot of stuff about your family or your childhood and growing up. It's kind of a cool, kind of a cool thing. Okay. I'll just say it's story worth. All right. All right. But I, I've enjoyed it. It's uh, oh, my God, I'm so over Tony Romo on the Romoslaw.com text line. Yeah. I got one over here, though. Boy, he does love himself some Mahomes, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I think I got one here. You couldn't hold Romo's jock, you slug. Oh, please. Please. I could hold Romo's jock if he could hold up all my Super Bowl rings. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> that is the ultimate. Uh, well, I mean, this ends the argument. <laughs> I like. I'm a. I'm a Romo fan, by the way. I like Romo. He started out so strong, but well, I just like him. Oh, you know what I like? He about- seems like a likable guy. I just. I know enough about. I dabble just enough in television. Mm-hmm. To see it myself with the people I worked with. And I know from working with you, I can tell he doesn't put a whole lot of prep right. into his games. I can tell that. I'll tell you what he's really good at. 
end of the first half, end of the end of the game, understanding the situations. He's good. At, I think he's really. I think he's really good in those moments. Anyhow, but that's just me. Um, this is a texture who disagrees with your belief that Patrick Mahomes is a uh, pure pocket quarterback. He said, uh, "Watch what happens as he loses his athleticism. He won't be nearly the same quarterback into his late thirties." Oh, I couldn't disagree with that more. I would tell you that Mahomes is an absolute killer from the pocket. But he is a magician when it comes to avoiding the rush and getting outside the pocket and making a play. And so, but that's not his, it's not what his game, it's not what he relies on. It's there in his hip pocket. But he is, he is exceptional from the pocket. And I think he will remain exceptional from the pocket. And as he loses a little bit of athleticism, he'll just become more and more like Peyton Manning at the end of his career. Right. <clears throat> yeah. He'll just self manipulate or away. Yeah, and know how to manipulate a pocket, slide here, slide <clears throat> there. You know, he'll become he'll become like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had all that athleticism and could outrun a bunch of people. Yeah. But see, there's a difference there's a difference between being sneaky athletic and being a freaky ath- athlete. You know, some of these quarterbacks are freaky athletes. Yeah. Okay. Mahomes is 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 a is not a freak athlete, but he's a, he's sneaky in his athleticism and he uses that to his advantage, but he doesn't rely upon it. See, and even as he loses yeah. a little bit of that, he'll more than make up for it, unfortunately, with just his overall from, grasp of how to yeah, play quarterback. From the neck up. Here's what I always say about the quarterback position. I want a guy who's a classically trained quarterback that happens to be athletic. Yes. Not an athlete that gets trained to be a quarterback. Amen. It's a big difference. Amen. Big difference. Uh, another one on the Ramoslaw.com uh, text line, 303-713-1043. Going to be strange to see Parise in an avalanche sweater. Yeah, it will be. It's yeah. a jersey. It's a sweater. It's not a sweater. Oh, my I God. Hate, we got to do this argument again. I, I hate I, listen, hockey I, purist I sweater guy. I will give you, I will give ground on the whole niche versus niche thing. I will not give ground. It's a sweater, not a jersey. It's a sweater. Get that through your thick skull. Is In the NFL, do they play in jerseys or sweaters? Jerseys. They're the exact same material. I don't care. It's a I, sweater. Jersey. Actually, the no, 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 no. The 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 hockey sweater is heavier than a, a football jersey. It is. It just is. Put the two side by side. Hold them up. I have a, I have an authentic Avs jersey. It's heavier than your game worn. No. Yes, it is. It's the same. Bring them both in. It's the same damn okay? thing. I, I have two assignments for you tomorrow: right. Illustrator Tuesday, and bring in both, so like we can have a little, you know. Taste Com- test. Comparative? Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, can you bring me uh, a couple of uh, Jack Reacher, like one and two Jack Reacher books? Do you have them? Oh, yeah. You Are you hooked on Jack Reacher? Yeah, I'm about ready to finish this one. So right. I want to start. I'm, I started in the middle. I started like a book 11. Okay. I, 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 I can got, go back to book one I've got a two. couple. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Jack Reacher's a badass. He's a bad man. <laughs> I love the fact you just travel around. You don't have nothing. Nothing. The shirt on your back. That's right. No cell phone. Nope. 
Yeah, nothing. Nothing. He buys clothes. Right. He doesn't wash clothes. He just buys clothes when he just eats. buys you know, new ones. Yeah. And Basically, all he travels around with is a toothbrush. Toothbrush and, and cash. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but yes, Zach Parise, longtime Minnesota Wild. Yeah. So arrival. So he knows what it's like to lose to the Avs. He does know. In fact, now he, he said wants to know what it's he, like he, to he win. He talked about the. Well, he does know how to beat the Avs. He goes. He was part of that uh, Wild team back in the Patrick Waugh 2014 year that beat the Avs in a, a seven game series. So he said, but that was fun. He said, but it is going to be nice to be on this side of things. Yeah. Do do if you play for the Avs, do you have to knit your own jersey? Your, or your own sweater. I'm sorry. You, do you See, knit it? You you just admitted it. You the knit. Sweater. You knit your no, you sweater. You don't have to knit it. Well, I mean, they don't knit them. It's, it's got to be knitted. It's a sweater. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know how they make hockey sweaters. He's got a bunch of old ladies, with yes. Afghans like on a, their laps, like a bunch of knitting. Betsy Rosses just sitting yeah, around just making <laughs> making sweaters. <laughs> now, McKinnon tore his sweater again. I've got to patch it up. <laughs> Uh, hey, guys, don't let patting yourselves on the back for not drafting Justin Fields and taking Patrick Sertan distract you from the fact you needed a pass rusher and passed on Micah Parsons to take Sertan. You wanted Micah Parsons. I, I, I completely Mike, agree with that. Mike was all over. He wanted Micah Parsons. I just ahead. wanted them. I have wanted them. There was about a four or five year span there where I just. Every linebacker, every year I wanted them to draft a linebacker. Let's see. It was uh, Who were the ones I liked? I liked Micah Parsons, like Patrick Queen. Uh, who's the kid? Who's the guy for um, Roquan Smith? I liked Roquan Smith. Um, I, I wanted Devin. Oh, White. Devin White. Um, and then who's the other one? Kenneth Murray. I like Kenneth, Kenneth Murray, Murray too. You probably be able to get Devin White in free agency, although you you can't afford him. But he's worn out his welcome in Tampa. He basically he basically pushed the pause button in Tampa. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm, I'm I don't want to play here anymore. So yeah, I would love to. I would have loved. Yeah, that was the guy I wanted, Parsons. You did. I did want Parsons. I'm going to give you credit. All right, man. Well, credit you. is due. So as uh, as we get out of here, we'll we'll start jumping more into Super Bowl week tomorrow. Start looking at the matchup a little bit more. Um, just kind of your quick thought on the game. Like, are, are, can can you assure all of us that the Chiefs are going to lose? Please no. Please, I, I, I mean, I would lie, love lie to me. <laughs> I would love, I would love to tell you that um, the Chiefs are gonna get smacked around, but I can't tell you that. Well, here's another reason why to believe in the Chiefs. This came from um, one of these uh, online. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wise guy, gambler types. You know, call my number and I'm. I'll give you five guaranteed winners tonight. You know that oh, kind right. of thing. Yeah. So check this one out. Okay. Why the Chiefs? There will be a waxing crescent moon in the sky on the day of the Super Bowl. So that's a growing, right? Waxing is the growing. Waning is the shrinking. Correct. Weird. Waxing moon versus waning moon. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's wax gro- on, it's coming off. So I don't know. when it's when it's full and then you wane. Till it's a crescent, and then you start to wax back on the other side. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, sounds good to me. But anyway, I just made that up. Chiefs are a staggering 19 and one in the last five years 
when playing under a waxing crescent moon. Moon don't lie. Who keeps that stat? I don't. If this is true, I, I mean, you don't. You can't discount that. No, nineteen and one under any circumstances is something to pay attention to. So if they are night, if this is true, anybody out there follow moon stuff, lunar stuff, moon closely. Stuff. <laughs> go to moonstuff.com. Yeah, no, good don't, at moon don't go to moonstuff.com. No, no, that is probably that's get you. probably not a good idea. That's like when my buddy was looking for a Dick Sporting Goods. Oh God. To buy a football, and he typed in dicks around me. Oh, no. I do not want to do that. Let me guess. Was uh, Fox HR involved in that pretty quickly? <laughs> so, anyway, apparently, according to this guy, uh, Chiefs 19 1 over the last five years when playing under a waxing crescent moon, and that will be in the sky on the day of the Super Bowl. So, there you go. Moon, don't lie. We are done. We turn things over to uh, Josh and Stoke. They're coming your way next.